You hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including NexGuard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com and promo code PODCAST. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jack Franchuli for Wahoo's 24-7. And if you've been following everything that's been going on, you know it's been a crazy, hectic few days for Virginia. And actually, it was a crazy, hectic 24 hours for the Cavaliers between Sunday and Monday, where we found out that the transporter giveth, but they also taketh. So before we get going, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to this YouTube channel and click on the bell so you're notified whenever you have a new video, but also subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen in Spotify, Apple. And if you could, why don't you go ahead and also leave us a review and rate us that will help us grow this podcast even more um, with the algorithm. Uh, so that we can produce more shows. So let's get to it because there's a lot to talk about for Virginia recruiting. It seems like things kind of went all out. Momentum is building for the Cavaliers. <clears throat> they picked up some high school commitments, but they also picked out some transport commitments and for a position of need. On Sunday, not only they picked up offensive tackle commitment from Dejon Parker, a transfer offensive lineman who chose Virginia and then reaffirmed his commitment when we spoke to him on Sunday night after the news that Garrett Tuje, the offensive line coach for Virginia, was headed to NC State. But they also picked up their guy, their guy under center, quarterback Tony Musket. If you've been following Wahoo's 24-7, we kind of told you that that was their guy. They had reached out to a few quarterbacks or vetted a few quarterbacks and they decided that Musket was going to be their quarterback in this transfer portal class. They went after him, and they were able to secure his pledge. Then the next day, they weren't done yet. They were able to also pick up a commitment from a wide receiver, Malik Washington, a transfer wideout they looked to put in the slot from Northwestern. And then a couple hours later, they also picked up a commitment from I have a very underrated recruit from down in Sunshine State, down from Florida, from Hillsborough High School in Tampa, 
Alpha, DJ Jones. If you look at him, he just recently started playing football and he's athletic for his size. If you follow college football, if you follow the Florida Gators, he actually reminds me of someone else who comes from Hillsborough High School in Tampa, Florida. Zach Carter, current NFL defensive end. So that if you want to see who I project him to look like when you look at the game, DJ Jones would remind me of Zachary Carter. So a lot of good news. Let's start with Musket because that's that's who you want to talk about. You want to talk about the quarterback in this class. That was a good get from Virginia because not only do you get a talented quarterback who was trying to take the next step in the in his college career, he is also a Virginia native, so he's coming home. So you're keeping those guys in state. He has shown through by watching film that he has an incredibly good deep ball. He shows that he has some good arm strength and some accuracy. So that's something that we will keep an eye on moving forward because obviously we can talk about all his accuracy and everything, but at the end of the day, it's going to be dependent on how well he does to transition from FCS to the ACC, but also how well this offensive line is going to protect him because you're only as good as your offensive line, which was good for the fact that they were able to get Parker also committed over the weekend. You also need targets for him, so they're able to get a very talented wide receiver out of Northwestern with Malik Washington. Um, and Malik is going to be someone that is going to see, obviously, the field pretty quickly, has one year of eligibility. So Virginia got a lot of talent last week, and they're going to try to get a few more transfer targets on grounds this weekend. We are still trying to work out the list. Things are moving pretty quickly. The way the transfer portal works, as, especially when it comes to Virginia, they will cast a wide net, not as far as offers. You're not going to see a lot of offers from Virginia. That is that is how their kind of recruiting policy is. They won't extend many offers. What they'll do is they'll vet all their, their prospects from the scout team. The next step is approve, basically getting the position coaches involved. Then most of the time, these offers will actually only be extended when they actually see the player face-to-face, -face, which is why you see the name kind of pop up on like our boards or just you hear whispers that Virginia is recruiting them. And then you see the process of how, how long it takes to get an offer, or you kind of see that particular prospect kind of melt away from the scenes. It, you know, he goes from a board, like this is a target they're vetting currently or target that's high on our list. And then they kind of go down. So right now, as Virginia moves forward, they're going to still recruit guys. And you see a certain focus in the secondary. You're seeing they, offered a new cornerbacks target on, I think, a few days ago with uh, Trevin Jones, who committed to James Madison the day after he picked up that Virginia offer. He had taken an official visit to JMU. So he came on the board and quickly went off the board. So today, Coach John Radzinski, Kieran Cox, and Tony Elliott was in Alabama to have an in-home visit with Harvard defensive back transfer Alex Washington. He picked up an offer. He's going to be a tough one because not only is Virginia involved, but Iowa. Vanderbilt, Boston College, Duke are all involved. And according to people we speak to, Iowa and Vandy look to put down the pressure to get him on ground, uh, get him on campus this weekend. And UVA will want to get him on grounds too. So there's a lot of schools competing with him right now, for him right now, to get him on grounds. And as quickly as possible, this is going to be the last weekend before the holidays for them to have guys on grounds. Obviously, you can still visit in January but you still want to get them down quickly. You want to see what you have before early signing day. So again, Virginia has picked up momentum on the recruiting front, but they're 
certainly work to do. And some of the names, newer names that we have confirmed um, that Virginia is looking at is Clemson running back Kobe Pace. That is someone that is in the vetting process. We're still trying to figure out where exactly he is. He is a Clemson running back that rushed for 84 rushing yards last season due to injury. He didn't participate more, much. He was more of a rotational back. So that is a guy to keep an eye on. We also have been hearing whispers of Virginia going after Stanford edge Stephen Heron. Um, the one thing I will put an asterisk on that one is Virginia is vetting him. And obviously a guy from Stanford, you know that academically that is something that meshes with Virginia. But he's also a guy who is a grad transfer and is from the state of Kentucky. He, during high school, I remember covering his recruitment when I was covering the Gators. And he really liked the University of Louisville. Obviously, he didn't go to the University of Louisville. He went and he committed to Stanford and chose them. But Louisville has a new head coach. He is also someone really well known within the Louisville community and the Louisville program. That's someone that we, you want to keep an eye on for him. He might want to go back home to play for somebody who's connected to the Louisville program. So although Virginia might be vetting him, it might be a little bit hard to get him to go away from his home state at this point. Another name to look out for as we look through these cornerback options, obviously I mentioned Alex Washington. Tyreek Funderburk, a guy that if you're from the Richmond area, you know very well because he is a spider transfer. So again, he is a name also to look for. So on Wahoo's 24-7 now, we have a 2023 refresher of which positions they need to fill holes in. So we go into who's committed, who are the targets, and how many more we predict or project they're looking at by talking to a few sources. So on Wahoo's 24-7, we go position by position, and we look at what's out there. And just uh, as an example right now, we, as you go and count down to early signing day, you want to focus on a couple of decisions that will be coming up. You know, St. Thomas Aquinas defensive lineman Josh Hammond took an official visit to Virginia here recently. He was at UCF last weekend, Virginia the weekend before, and he initially was going to make an announcement on early signing day. He told me today he decided to actually make that announcement on Saturday. What does that mean? Well, he's the one that we want to keep an eye on. Virginia has done well with him, and I think Virginia could make a late push here they came in when he was committed to Iowa State. He decommitted, and they've been on him a lot. They took two visits down to South Florida, and Tony Elliott had an in-home visit this week. So I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on for Virginia. I feel really good about their odds there. Another guy to keep an eye on is Sidarian Harrison. We talked about how Malik Washington was seen as an option at the slot. UVA would like to add one more option at the slot. And Sidarian Harrison, who comes from Woodland High School, I South Carolina, the same school um, that Lavelle Davis hails from. He is one to watch. I also have a crystal ball pick for Sedarian Harrison. So that is one to keep on an eye on as well. So right now, those are two big decisions that we're watching. They both have kind of cemented a date. Josh Hammond expected to announce on Saturday. Sedarian Harrison said that he's likely going to announce only on early signing day. We're also keeping an eye on Mackay McCannon. He's a banded option for Virginia. He has visited, and they're also keeping an eye on him. I, he's keep, he's kind of kept quiet during his recruiting process, so it's a little hard to read. No one has had a good read on him, but it looks like it's kind of come down to Georgia Tech and Virginia after speaking to sources down in the state of Georgia. So he's one to keep an eye out on during the high school ranks. 
as well. The other guy that we are monitoring is Moses Phillips. He took an official visit to Virginia. He has also kind of kept a low profile after his UVA visit. He took a Virginia Tech official. According to people close to the Hokies program, they feel really confident with him. UVA has kind of kept quiet after this particular official visit. So we're, we're still trying to suss out where exactly UVA is in this. But that's another visitor that we're keeping an eye on to see where things stack up because obviously he will determine what goes on as far as the defensive back recruiting, which again, you can see probably more activity in the transfer portal if that does not go as expected. So those are kind of like the big news as far as who they're targeting and what's going on. Now, after the break, we're going to take a quick minute here break. We actually asked our Wahoo's 24-7 subscribers to put in some questions for us in the last 24 hours. So after the break, I'm going to be answering some of those questions. And I'm guessing it's some of the questions that all of you have too. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hi, and welcome back to the good old podcast. I'm Jackie Franchilli for Wahoo's 24-7. And prior to the break, I basically gave you the Cliff Notes version of everything going on with Virginia, including who was the latest commitments, some of the targets we're watching, some of the visitors uh, that have come in the last two weeks when their decisions are expected to happen and where UVA lies. But now we're moving on to the Q&A portion of the podcast where I asked a couple of our subscribers, some of the questions, and they uh, gave it to us some of the thread. Now, we got a lot of questions um, the last 24 hours. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer some of them on the podcast, but then I will also have a larger Q&A story on Wahoo's 24-7. Later, if you're not a subscriber, we're actually running a 50% off um, promotion right now on Wahoo's 24-7, which does include Paramount Plus subscription. So um and I guess the movie Maverick is coming out soon on Paramount Plus for streaming. So that is also something to, that we are offering as we count down to early signing day. But all right, let's get down to a couple of the questions that we have. So one of the questions was, do you know if we still are capped at four January enrollees? I know Bronco was not a huge advocate of early enrollees for our high school recruits. Have you heard what Tony Elliott's thoughts are on this topic? I don't think there's a cap. I actually did not hear that there was a cap under Bronco Mendenhall. That was not something that was discussed when I was speaking to sources. And 
that's not something that I've heard that Tony Elliott has any cap on early enrollees. I think a lot of it, honestly, is not even Tony Elliott or Bronco. It really is the admissions process at Virginia and something I've touched on as far as the transfer recruiting. And it's also kind of tied to high school recruiting. Virginia is a tough school to get into. So you have to make sure all your credits line up coming out of high school. So there are, we are expecting some early enrollees. Obviously, a lot of the transfers are expected to be on grounds in the spring, including Tony Musket. And some of the other guys that we're expecting to come in the spring include wide receiver Jaden Gibson and quarterback Anthony Colandrea are two other guys that we expect to come in the spring. So I don't think there's any cap on that. Honestly, a lot of coaches and honestly, Tony Elliott and Clemson were able to do that a lot. Um, so it's not really a coach's thing. It's just, can they get in is honestly the bigger question. All right. Why is the staff not looking at another QB? Who else on the roster is the third playable option? So honestly, that was one of the bigger questions I had when I was trying to get a board and speaking to sources initially, I, you know, I reported that, you know, one source in particular was pretty adamant that depending on which quarterback they get in a transfer portal, that it looks like they might get, try to get for two quarterbacks if they feel like the second quarterback fits what they need to do. Now, I could still see Virginia possibly picking up a second quarterback in the spring transfer portal. Don't forget, this is the first transfer window. There's going to be another transfer window in May after all the spring games and spring practices finish. So if Virginia feels after spring ball that they need another quarterback in that position and in playable depth, then they'll, they can try to find one in the spring. So right now, according to sources I've spoken to, they're comfortable with Tony Musket, Jerry Raymond, Jay Wilfick, Davis Lane, and Delaney Crawford, and Anthony Colandrea, who will be coming in the spring. So I think right now that is where they are. I think right now, too, they're also playing with numbers because they're able to grant extra eligibility for a few of their defenders who technically had no eligibility left but now can. And although they are able to have those eligibility until those guys make their final decisions or at least make those known, they're still trying to do a numbers crunch because they still have to reach 85. At the end of the day, they still only have 85 scholarships to give. So at this time, I have a really reliable source saying that they're cool with two quarterbacks in this class as of right now. And it could be that, you know, the numbers are just not there right now, but might be in the spring. So that is something um, to take notice. And um, as I'm doing the Q&A, I just, you know, we were talking about all the things that the transfer portal gave Virginia, but I never actually talked about the two that entered the portal um, last uh, on Monday, including starter linebacker Nick Jackson, who says he possibly can return back. And that's sort of thing that Virginia is working on figuring out numbers wise, because if who's still out there going to transport. We're still waiting Antonio Clary to make his announcement on whether he's staying or going. Nick Jansen could very well come back, although I have a feeling he won't. So you have several guys that are still trying to process their decisions. John Paul Flores entered the transfer portal. What does that mean for the offensive line group? Because according to sources prior to him entering the portal, they were good at guard. They were fine with just Cole Serber, and they were focusing a lot of their attention on getting a center in the transfer portal after they picked up Parker at offensive tackle. Does that change now with John Paul Flores? So there's a lot of numbers game going on. And I forgot to touch on those two that entered the portal in the first half of the show. So again, that kind of touches on why they might be comfortable taking two right now as they kind of look through the numbers. 
Now, was the 2J departure out of the blue, or has the staff known this was coming for a while? Do the Cavs have a short list of replacement candidates, or are they scrambling to find someone? All right, so to cut it short, speaking to those within the program, was it kind of out of the blue? Yes and no. I think there has been always a chance that 2J was going to possibly leave the program during this offseason. Now, just from speaking to sources, um, I think, you know, with a two-year deal, after that one year, you're either going to sign an extension or you're going to look for another job. So there was always that possibility that he was going to take another job. Now, how quick it all went, that was certainly not something expected. So that was definitely different. And that a lot of it was spent, stemmed from Robert and I taking the job at NC State. So that speed is very, very, was very unexpected. Now, the part of a short list. Now, we have an offensive line hot board on Wahoo's 24-7 right now. And according to sources, Tony Elliott kind of knew some of the targets that he would want to approach or vet. And he kind of knew who to go for. And that all stems from the fact that when he took the job at Virginia, he didn't know he was going to keep 2J on board. So he still had a couple of targets that he kind of wanted to suss out and see. At the end, he kept 2J on the staff. So he still had a list of O-line coaches that he can go back and look. And any good head coach, like any good athletic director, will always have a list of contacts on different positions on your staff just in case of that were to happen. You need to be quick. You need to have someone ready to go that you can call and be like, hey, so-and-so is leaving. Do you want to join my staff? So there's always a short list of candidates in any coaching position. So that's why hot boards can come out pretty quickly because you get a good idea of who their targets would be. Any chance they flip St. Benedictine defensive lineman Joe Starlings from UNC? They've been trying. I mean, Tony Elliott went to his game, I think it was, uh, I think it was October um, or early November. It was some point in that mid-season during the fall. Um, will they? Probably not. I don't see Starlings flipping from UNC. I thought they had a chance um early on after that commitment but starling has been pretty adamant pretty firm in his commitment so um i don't see a flip coming in that regard um especially if he does sign next week are any of the current high school safety commits considered to be cornerback candidates with attrition i think i only see four cornerbacks returning and we have one commitment actually that's a really good question so when you look at actually the safety commitments there's a number of them and actually not all of them will be playing safety. Um, out of all the safety commits that Virginia has, actually Caleb Harvey, Caleb Hardy is the only one that is projected to play safety at Virginia. Um, the guys that they're looking at safety are actually Tywin Francis from Colorado State, Mose Phillips, um, possibly Khalil Ali, but he recommitted to Boston College, so I'm not sure if uh, Virginia has a chance to flip them. And at cornerback, you're looking at Keandre Walker and Trent Baker Booker, who's listed at safety on 24-7, but Virginia is looking him corner and Landon Danley who is listed at safety on our site is actually being looked at at linebacker for Virginia if you watch his tape you can see that he's probably gonna develop more into a linebacker in college than a safety so so as far as corner and safety they actually have two corners committed because Trent ba Baker Booker is who they eye at that position but they still need two more they want to get around four commitments and that's why you're seeing all these New cornerback offers, you're seeing them offering Trevon Jones. You're seeing them offering Alex Washington. You're seeing them vet Montre Miller, Tyler Funderburg, Nicholas Toomer. All these guys are also getting vetted um, at that corner position, and I expect them to vet more corners because you want to make sure you do, do get those two cornerbacks. 
uh, because they are going to be a little light in that position. So does DJ Jones' commitment have any bearing on Makai Buchanan's recruitment? No. Um, right now, where they've seen Makai Buchanan is in that edge row. Oh, sorry, Makai Buchanan is the bandit row, and DJ Jones is in that edge row. Um, so that so they're two different positions they're recruiting at right now. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of divvy up that D-line scholarship distribution because that is the the main question is because they have Miles Green and DJ Jones, they both were kind of edge while they have um they have, let's see, who else? They have Josh Hammond, who's a defensive tackle uh target, and then they have Anthony Britton, who's a defensive tackle commit. And I didn't see them taking more than two in this class. So, but you have uh, sorry, I thought they were going to take like two or three, but then you have Miles Green, who's more of an edge, and I thought they were only going to take one edge. So it could be where they see Miles Green as a versatile candidate to kind of move around. So that's kind of where they're, they're shifting among those guys. But McCab Buchanan is strictly who they see at Bandit. So um, I don't see them affecting too much there. Uh, one of the favorite topics, what's going on with Cameron Robinson and Miles Green? In short, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight for Virginia to keep him committed. He's had an in-home visit to South, from South Carolina on Tuesday. He's had an in-home visit to from Florida State on Wednesday. He also took a Florida State official visit last weekend. He's taking a South Carolina official. This next weekend, Virginia is slated to get an in-home visit this week. They're trying to make it as late as possible, so they have one of the final words before that official visit to South Carolina. I think Virginia has a chance. I think he still likes Virginia. I think his mom still likes Virginia. I know the Miami mom curse, I know. But with, they, they still like Virginia. They still like Clint Sintum. I think they have a really good relationship with him. Florida State is pushing. It's going to be hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I, I think I don't know how to – I don't see a path for Virginia to secure him. It's going to be really hard. Um. I, I think Virginia still has a chance, but right now I'll give the edge to Florida State. Uh, they're they're uh, really pushing, and they're uh, it's going to be hard to uh, temper that momentum, but Virginia still has a chance. Cam still has a good relationship with UVA, and Cameron still likes the program. So it's going to be a fight. Um, I still don't see Miles Green as a flip watch candidate. I've heard everything about Virginia Tech thinking that they can flip him. I don't see it. He's very, he sounds solid to Virginia. So I'm still going to put him in the least likely to flip. Although Virginia Tech is pushing, pushing for a visit and pushing for a flip. I still think he's one that's going to sign for Virginia on signing day. Last question. Are you hearing about any other staff changes? I feel like this is a good one to end the podcast. And yes, I heard some other staff changes are possible. Again, when you have contracts, they're only one year or one year and you're looking at possibly changes. Those are ones that are kind of in that question of either give them an extension or you move on or that person moves on. I have heard a lot of rumblings that possible staff changes are possible, but nothing is firm. Again, it's always in the same vein of you either give them an extension um, or you move on. So we're on um, we're monitoring that right now. So we'll have more on Wahoo's 24-7. What we're hearing right now, the only staff change has happened is 2J, and now we're just waiting for an offensive line coach to be hired. So thanks again for sending me those questions. I really appreciate it. Um, and again, if you want to 
find out more about Virginia recruiting, go ahead and head, check out wahoos247.com. Uh, there's a free trial too. So if you just want to kind of dip your toe in there and see what's going on, feel free and join our community. We've got some, some lovely fans on there who uh, provide some great conversations. So, and thanks again for joining us on the show. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and we'll be right back here next week. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.